1992 brought to you by the fine, fine folks at the Retro Hangover Podcast. My name is Arnie. If you've listened to a few of these episodes by now, I'd hope you've probably heard my lovely voice. Uh, and I will be bringing you this beautiful episode of this amazing tournament we've had so far. Before I introduce the competitors for this particular match, obviously, you know I've got a couple other people here with me to help you make this important decision, which game is going to move on to the next round. So let's just get right into introductions. Starting us off, the host of the Still Loading Podcast, Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. I am very excited to be on here. I, I We were talking a bit off mic. The, yep. Both of these games are something that I uh, have admired from afar, but have little <laughs> to no experience with. So I'm going to be the layman in the room and uh, allow uh, the expertise of both of you wonderful people to help me out with this, while also offering a completely unprofessional and non-expert opinion on the subject matter. So I'm ready. Perfect. Perfect. That's the, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for <laughs> a non-expert opinion. A non-expert opinion. <laughs> and all, obviously, rounding out this group, the illustrious, magnanimous, absolutely irreplaceable, Nintendo host of Retro Hangover, Tiger. Tiger, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I swear you said replaceable. <laughs> irreplaceable. I, said, I fucked. God damn it. No, it's no, we're good. Irreplaceable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I doing, said irreplaceable. If I'm I did it, somebody edited this, so I did. <laughs> no, we're good, baby. Because now imagine, I, I think you should just do that. Everything every time you have a guest on, just the replaceable, and just see if <laughs> yeah. they catch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, assuming you said irreplaceable, thank you. I am doing wonderful. Uh, I will be very, very swayed by the uh, the chains of nostalgia. I am very familiar with both of these games uh, in the arcade X-Men. Uh, and I, oh, don't worry. I'm not supposed to say what the, the games are. No, no, no. Go. Uh, yeah, whatever. Listen, uh, you, you say what you want. I'm going to introduce them no matter what. <laughs> they and, the title. They, they know. Right. They can read right. the title they clicked, the the, they clicked the episode, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with both of these games. And I'm ready to spill it all out. And I'm ready for you guys to help me decide at the end. Because I don't think I'm fully decided on what I'm choosing here yet. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm ready to go, baby. And uh, just uh, just, just want to get this out of the way. I think it's funny that the uh, the title of this is actually a real arcade game as well. Yeah, yeah I think that's the whole. It is, uh, it is good, though, that you're undecided because that means you're willing to listen to opinions. If you, if you were already right. decided, that's not... Uh, there's a... There's a saying, I don't know if it's a saying, but there's something, uh, at least a philosophy I like to uh, believe mm. in where if you aren't willing to, if you aren't listening with the with the openness to have your opinion changed, you're not really listening. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. I mean, well, yeah, I am an, I am an undecided voter, so please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, absolutely decided I'm completely in the tank for one of these games. I'm not going to tell you which one, but... It, it happens a lot. In the, I'm joking, by the way. I, I, I love both of these games a lot, so it's really hard. But 
it does it's happened to me multiple times where I go into one of these and I'm like, I think I know where I'm gonna go with this. And then by the end of it, I'm like the entirely opposite direction. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I did not expect that. Uh but obviously I think the listeners are curious what two games we're talking about, right? Uh and you know, this being a round of sixteen matchup, we're talking about Street Fighter 2 on the SNES <gasps> versus X-Men the arcade game. Oh. Uh, I would assume a, a pseudo dark horse in this tournament uh, <laughs> to even make it this far. But but we'll get into why it's here in a little bit. So I, I just want to dive right in because I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about both of these games. Both of these games mean... A, a great deal to me. I've had a lot of experience with both of them, which is not something I can usually say on these on these shows because I was born. I'm, I'm a little bit on the younger side, so usually when we're talking about a lot of these games, I just did not get a chance to play them when I was growing up. But mm. luckily, these two I had a lot of experience with, and I think I'm going to start off with the underdog in this fight, uh, Street Fighter Two. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo, <laughs> developed and published by Capcom, initial arcade release in 1991, but this King Games 1992, people. So, you know what? We're going to talk about the legacy of Street Fighter. We're going to talk about Street Fighter 2 as a whole, but I I expect you to consider only the Super Nintendo version of Street Fighter 2, which That's was released in 1992. Ask, yeah. Just- Unless... For some reason, your favorite version is like the Amiga or the ZX Spectrum or the MS-DOS version, which were apparently also released in 1992. Uh, those are all fair game. But I like, like pressing Genesis. the start button on the Genesis to switch from punches to kicks. I don't know about you. <laughs> that was a thing, by the way. Really? God. Oh, my God. That's so dope. It's That's yes, awesome. It's pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't. Ah. But obviously, initial arcade release 1991, and then it graced the home console market initially on the Super Nintendo in various regions between June and December of 1992. As I mentioned, also saw release on various home computer systems, MS-DOS, Amiga, Atari ST during this year. If, if you've played any of those, feel free to talk about them. I would love to hear more about them. Reviewed incredibly well. If, if I don't know if you'd be surprised to hear that. Currently holds an 82% ranking on game rankings. Famitsu gave it a 35 out of 40 in 92, which is one of the five highest rated games of 1992 for Famitsu, along with, and these names might sound familiar if you've been following along with the tournament, Dragon Quest V and uh, Mario Paint, RIP, uh, we hardly knew ye. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, one of the most illustrious gaming magazines thought it was one of the top five greatest games of, of the year. We, on the other hand... Uh, didn't think it should even make it to the top 16. Damn the Americans. <laughs> That's right. That's what we know. You know, GamePro, 5 out of 5. EGM, 9 out of 10. For some reason, the the worst review of Street Fighter 2 I could find from a, like, reputable publication was actually Nintendo Power, giving it a 16.2 <laughs> out of 20. Even though later the year they were like, it's the best game of 1992 over A Link to the Past. That's so <laughs> weird. What a, I sure I guess, and of course just a boatload of awards like just a ridiculous like Daniel Day Lewis amounts of <laughs> hardware coming to Capcom for Street Fighter Two, sales wise over six point three million units sold worldwide two point nine of that in Japan alone and that's just on the Super Nintendo that's insane 
I'm not even talking about the variants like Turbo, Hyper, any of that. I'm not talking about any other releases like on the Genesis, like the arcade machines. Like this, this game sold a metric ass ton to put it technically. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's Street Fighter 2, right? Mm-hmm. It's like often listed as one of the best games of all time. The original arcade game is credited with popularizing one-on-one fighting games. You know, obviously the the Super Nintendo sort of brought that to the home. And I find it funny, like looking back on it now, a lot of people call it sort of a near-perfect arcade port. And I'm not technically savvy enough to say whether that is accurate or not. But it felt like it. I mean, it definitely felt like they nailed it. You know, when when you got it, it felt good. You, it was great to play. So I'll give them that. Um, and obviously responsible for introducing combo mechanics to fighting games. One of the forefathers of the modern fighting game scene. If you're into any sort of fighting mm-hmm. game, any sort of fighting game tournaments that are going on right now, this is the altar you need to be praying at um, is Street Fighter 2. So... I was going to say one thing that's worth noting because you know it, this isn't going to be used to taken into this isn't going to be taken into consideration for our discussion because it's not specific to the Super Nintendo port but it is sure. also worth noting that this game almost single-handedly revitalized the arcade scene in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Because at the time, you know, the arcades were kind of dying a little bit. You know, their heyday was mm-hmm. in the mid to early 80s, mid early 80s, whatnot. And by the yep. as, it, as the 80s went on and into the early 90s, it was steadily dying out. And the fact that yep. in 91, this came out in the arcades, and that's where you kind of get this idea of this, that's everyone standing around the cabinet watching these matches and then swapping in and out. Like it's not necessarily, it's not something necessarily to take in consideration for this argument, but it is worth noting mm-hmm. that the game did revitalize the arcade market, at least in North oh, America. Yeah. I can't speak for worldwide. Yeah, I found a number of references to like the 90s arcade renaissance and and I would just call it the the fighting game renaissance mm-hmm. in the arcades like your Soul Calibers, your your Marvel vs. Capcoms, you know, your Mortal Kombats, your Primal Rages, your they're all in the wake of what Street Fighter 2 did to bring that sort of one-on-one fighting game community to life, right? Mm-hmm. And so obviously not not a a factor in our decisions technically for the purposes of this tournament, but can't be understated mm-hmm. the influence that it had. And Josh, since you're since you're already in it, can you tell me a little bit about you know your experience with Street Fighter Two and and just your general thoughts on it? So with Street Fighter Two, like I was saying, I'm the one that's coming. I'm the I'm kind of like uh, the the neutral agent in the out of the two of you between in this conversation mm-hmm. because I have very little emotional connection or even like actual experience with either of these two games. I have played both. I have played both of them, but I will say that I don't really have a lot of experience with it. The mo- and I'm going to try to keep off from my personal attachment to it. Actually, you know what? I know it's one of the discussion discussion points later yeah, on. Yeah. But I, at least for me, my personal attachment is zero. I have none to either of these. And so when, when we do get to that, I wouldn't be able to much contribute much anyway. So I think it's worth just saying right off the top, like I don't have a personal attachment to either of these. 
with my experience with both of them, uh, Street Fighter 2, I have played bits and pieces, you know, over at friends' houses. I remember in in college, there was a game room at my college, and there was most people played Smash, but there was the there was the occasional time where people would be playing Street Fighter. So, I, and I don't even know if it was Street Fighter 2. To be fair, I'm just guessing because um, it's it was still pretty popular. So I would be sometimes at college, sometimes in the arcade, sometimes. I actually just played it somewhat recently. I went to an arcade uh, near my house. That it's one of the things you know you spend uh, you spend ten bucks and you can play for an hour or something like that. Played it there, sucked horribly, but I played it there. Um, <laughs> so my experience is very little. I I I am generally fighting games in general are one of like the genres I'm most interested in, but have so little enjoyment playing because I am so bad at them. Like it's not it. And you have to have some level of skill to find enjoyment in these games because otherwise you're just getting your ass handed to you. And that's never fun. Like I can't even win against computers, but I love watching people play fighting games. I actually have a buddy who uh, he, at least at one time he was like top three in the world in soul caliber. So I've I've listened to him talk about how much he loves fighting games, and he talks about like the artistry of becoming a, a fight, a, a, like a, someone who can play fighting games at least in tournaments or somewhat professionally. So I'm always fascinated by it, but I have very little personal experience with it. And as for the X Men arcade game, I have even less experience with it because I'll be honest, I didn't even know there was an arcade game because <laughs> I didn't. I X Men was something that I didn't watch or experience a lot when i was a kid so and and arcades weren't really a thing and i and i definitely see where you're going like the the thing about street fighter 2 is i as a kid i didn't play it a ton right just like you but it was inescapable it was everywhere you couldn't go to an arcade without seeing street fighter 2 and i i i love where your head's at because like i said before I always like seeing somebody who didn't experience something the way that it's generally thought, like something that's generally thought to be ubiquitous. I always love finding somebody who's like, yeah, it's, that was not my experience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. But let me switch it over to you really quick, Tiger. Can you tell me a little bit about your, you know, your Street Fighter 2 experience? When did you first play it? How did you first sort of become aware of it? And what did you think of it? Street Fighter 2 was the biggest thing in the arcade. Like... I used to go to the arcade all the time and, you know, I'd play all these games. When Street Fighter 2 came out in the arcade, that's where the crowd was. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I was saying, like, how much of an impact that had. And then at the same time, you're just like, man, I wish I could play these games at home. Mm-hmm. So when the game definitely came out and not only did it just come out on Super Nintendo, it came out and as you referenced earlier, pretty perfect in comparison to uh, the arcade, which is like that that desire that I wanted as a child. Like, finally, a game that feels like I am at the arcade. Now I need to figure out how to play with this crappy D-pad and six buttons. like <laughs> <laughs> With the two shoulder buttons and four main buttons. Yep. Like, yeah, like that... That uh, it had a very strong impact on me, and I don't want to get too deep because I know I want to talk more about it when we get to personal attachment. Sure, but like that intros you to my experience with Street Fighter Two. Absolutely, and that's a key component of 
the the discussion right because when you say arcade perfect you think oh well graphics aren't as good but like they they right. look close enough or the sound isn't as as tight but it's close enough but the real key i think for street fighter coming to the snes was the control scheme they nailed it they somehow translated that arcade sort of control scheme to the snes controller perfectly right at least in my yeah. opinion i it yeah. took a minute to get used to it but you know, once you're once you're rocking it, you're throwing Shoryukens all over the place, right? Like it's it's a really really solid solid uh, control scheme they built for it. As best as you could ruin your thumbs on the D pad, yeah. yes, you, <laughs> you could just completely <laughs> annihilate your hand. Like I, I wonder between this and Mario Party, how many like children Nintendo has sent to the hospital for like hand related injuries? Blisters on the palms. It's, it's got to be in the in the hundreds for sure. They give it, you th- it, thumb glove covers for uh, <laughs> for the Street DS, Fighter. right? Wasn't that something? Um, oh, um, yeah. The, is that the, what I'm uh, thinking of? It's uh, there was a little stylus God, thing. It was like a nub that you could put on your thumb for the DS. They sold. Oh, oh. I don't know. I, sorry, I thought I was, you were talking about uh, no, no, no. I thought you were talking about uh, Kid Icarus because I remember oh, people yeah, getting yeah. like hand cramps, and so they had to release like a stand for it that you could yeah. put your 3DS on because it would like ruin your hands otherwise. Apparently, real quick though, back to what we were saying about the port to Street Fighter 2 to the Super Nintendo. I feel like that was always something that was sought after for years. Like you look back like ever since the birth of the home console, everyone was trying to replicate that arcade experience. And we didn't know how good we had it. No, (laughs) It, 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 it took years for home consoles to catch up and eventually surpass arcades. And, Oh yeah, it's it's really at least for me from an outsider's perspective, it's nice to see from people who played both like frequently and a lot. It's nice to hear that it translated pretty well because there's some pretty nasty ports of arcade games out there. Oh, I yeah. think if you look oh, back yeah. into like the early '80s when they would try to put like Donkey Kong on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and it took like <laughs> Gary Kitchen like a freaking like two weeks just to figure out how to make the girders go diagonal and not stay horizontal. Like oh, that's yeah. wild. So it's it's cool to see that it worked out so well for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's wild. Just looking back at it, how many things went right to for Street Fighter 2 to end up the way that mm-hmm. it did, especially coming out on home console like that. But, you know, they killed it. And now Street Fighter is, Street Fighter is everywhere. Like Street Fighter is Street Fighter 2 was so successful that it erased the memory of like Street Fighter 1. Like nobody, <laughs> everybody's like, did you play Street Fighting Fighter Street? I didn't even know. Yeah, it's like I didn't even know that that existed. I just thought it birthed the two. It was fine. What's even more wild is like Street Fighter 2. One of the reasons it's been so impenetrable for me is like there is so many versions of Street Fighter 2 out there. It's insane. There are so, so, so many out there. I believe, like, technically, the Sega Genesis didn't even get the original version. They no, got, they got they Champion got, Edition. Yeah, they got the Champion Edition, which I don't even know mm-hmm. what the fuck the difference is. Because, like I said, I, <laughs> I, I'm completely out of the loop with it. When I see it's that, a I'm like... mystery wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like, which one am I supposed to play? I don't know. There's six different versions. <laughs> and even so much where you get a movie based off a of Street Fighter 2, and then they make a yep. game based off the movie. Yep, that was based off the game. That was, so that was based Street off Fighter the Street Fighter 2, the movie, the game. <laughs> <laughs> How deep does this Lenyon go? Or layer, yeah. whatever that is. So obviously, expressions. Street Fighter has a rich tapestry of history that we we will try our best to cover as much as we can later on in the episode. But moving on to 
the overdog to Street Fighter's underdog, obviously. Uh, <laughs> X-Men The Arcade. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so happy. I'm so happy because this game was going up against uh, Soul Blazer in the last round. And I was hoping against hope. I was like, please, please, just let, just once, just let me have a win once. And it happened. And it did. And it won somehow. I don't know. I don't know enough about Soul Blazer to know if that was a good decision or not. But I'm happy that it's here because X-Men the Arcade Machine is is a, a part of my childhood that I very desperately wanted to talk about. And it's not something it, – the nostalgia for me isn't like, damn, this game was so good or, wow, I, I loved every second of playing. No. It's just that it's an experience, mm-hmm. like the, the whole thing. The entirety of the thing. It's it's the one arcade machine that I think of that like transcends like the game on the screen. Like walking up to it. First of all, walking into the arcade, hearing it, seeing it, walking up to it, standing at it. Like all of this stuff. I'm like, I remember this so vividly because it's like you get nothing like it. And especially if you had like if you had five friends. Which to, which to me was like inconceivable. I was like more than two friends. I don't understand. It's impossible. It can't happen. But if you if you had like a posse that you were striding into Chuck E. Cheese's with, and you just took over the X Men arcade machine, like time of your life, I don't know how you. That's like the peak. Like you can't go mm. any further higher than that. And for people who don't know what we're talking about, the X Men arcade machine is there's two versions of it. There was a standard four player version. Which is whatever. Nobody cares. It's got like <laughs> X-Men art on it. It's cool. And then there's the upgraded six-player version, which is a absolutely monstrously sized machine that has two contiguous screens, which I recently learned the the trick to it, which I think I knew before, but I, I forgot, which is that they have a normal screen where the screen's supposed to go, and then they have a screen down like where the control panel is and there's a mirror that reflects the second screen to make the illusion of the second contiguous screen which in my mind i was like that's crazy like witchcraft why would you do that sorcery yeah like insane and it's it's such it's by far the biggest arcade machine i've ever seen not counting like probably some mechanical machine from back in the day or like a whole experience like a like a driving you know like a stand-up arcade machine this is the biggest i've ever seen and it was crazy it was nuts you know and they designed it in such a way there's six control panels you think like oh if you're stuck on the ends like you're not gonna be able to see anything no you see perfectly you see the entire screen no matter where you're standing it's a marvel of engineering in in my opinion like it's it's so tight (laughs) you know developed and published by konami initially released in japan in january of 92 with a subsequent worldwide release in march of 92 reviews and and sales were hard to come by for this it seems like it was generally positively reviewed at the time like it was well received obviously arcades were carrying it in one of its two incarnations right Mm -hmm. like if you were lucky enough to have a six player that thing was bumping all the time like there was always somebody playing X-Men arcade machine. And I don't know if it's just, just me, but there, this was like the most social arcade machine that I could experience. Because usually if you saw somebody like rocking up to like a, like a street fighter or something, if I saw other people playing something like that, like a mortal Kombat, a street fighter, I didn't really want to get involved, you know, or if, even if it was something like 
a Turtles or a Simpsons and I saw like two people playing it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to like stand this close to somebody I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're going to be cool or whatever. But if I see like two or three people on the X-Men arcade machine and I can get in on the other side, hell yeah, dude. I just show up, throw some quarters in. We don't even need to talk, like honestly, because we're so far away from each other. We can have like our own thing on our side of the machine. So it was very, like, I saw a lot of people just, like, randomly walk up to the X-Men arcade machine, just start playing with other people for no reason. And then as far as, as far as, like, sales go, so I think it was, it was, you know, something that publications, like, reviewed well. I've seen it on retrospectively, like, a lot of retrospective, like, best beat-em-ups of the 90s or whatever. I've seen it rank pretty high on those lists. And then sales-wise, I couldn't locate, like, major sales. I couldn't locate, like, any solid figures. But I saw that it was it was listed as one of the top five highest grossing dedicated arcade games of 1992 in the U.S. 1992, pretty good year for arcade machines in the U.S. You know, after it's after Street Fighter release, so we're we're starting to see the like renaissance of arcade machines. Like, it's not the peak. Like, I you know, it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't pulling Street Fighter numbers, but it was doing something, right? And then other than that, it, it just. It's it's just a staple of the '90s child, and it, it I have to mention the the voice samples. I don't know if you guys have listened to the voice samples. <laughs> I did after see, reading it in your outline. I listened to them. Oh, they're they're so good. They're <laughs> so good. I recommend them to everybody. I talk every time this game comes up. I immediately just say, "X Men, welcome to die." I am <laughs> the Magneto, first thing I say. Master of <laughs> Master Magnet. of Magnet. Yes, <laughs> I, it's so good. There is something to be said. What you're saying before, why it, it seemed more of like a party type, or more like a like a social thing than other arcade cabinets. Because yeah. unlike like Street Fighter or things like that, that was a competitive thing, and that can like for me, I'm not a compet. Like here, let me put it this way: I am a competitive person sometimes, and I don't. If it's something where I think I'm good at, and I lose then i'm not an and i i don't like who i i, I don't like how i feel and i've I get a little bit too ang- more angry than i'd like to admit sometimes mm-hmm. that's why i prefer co-op so a game like this where it's you against the ai and you can have yep. five up to five other friends and you know six including you playing that that's yep. amazing like i feel like the one of the cool things about the way you're describing it is that since it was such a communal experience because and i wonder what it would be like in japan because you know a lot of times, like competitive, like 2D fighting games over in Japan, you're not standing next to the person, at least in Japan. Mm-hmm. You're not standing, you're standing next to your competitor. Yeah, you're you're literally head to head. You can't even see yep. them. They might they might peer over or stand up and over and look at you and be like, what's wrong with you? But other than that, yeah. like you're not going to get that interaction versus standing shoulder to shoulder with either a friend or a complete stranger that you're getting to know yep. like is a very different experience than what street fighter 2 would have offered where you're probably going to be a lot more angry towards the person you're either standing next to or across from yeah we make the transfer of violence from the digital to the physical world a lot easier <laughs> here in america like you stand right next to this guy and i know i mean i i've said this before and i i i personally think it's true i think playing arcade games with somebody is a is an intimate experience like oh you, you don't stand that close to somebody normally right like you've got to be in each other's spaces you're sort of sharing like a communal space and making it that large is crazy to me like and they gave you so much space in between each of the stations that like yeah it's very easy for somebody i feel who's maybe not as comfortable in like other type game situations to walk up 
play their game. They don't even have to talk to you. Like, I've seen that before. You just stand in your corner, you do your thing, you leave when you die. But it also keeps it so, like, if you have a big group of friends, like, finally, you don't have to, like, draw straws. Who gets stuck, like, watching while we enjoy our Mm -hmm. game and then gets to come in when somebody dies, right? It's a little bit of that. Um, And this time I'm going to kick it over to you first, Tiger. What is your take on X-Men, the arcade machine? Like, what is your experience with it? Just general thoughts up, up top here. X-Men was the game next to Street Fighter 2 in the arcade of <laughs> my home arcade. <laughs> like physically uh, next to it? Like, I would say Incredible. like uh, two two arcade machines down, Killer Instinct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but like, yeah. Time like prices. They were on the same wall, and I, I it... it the way you're describing it, like it, that is how it was. Be, and you know, just be honest, like that's the way it was with most arcade games. We just roll up and just put in the coins and just start playing. Yeah. But like, you have six, six spots. I mean, it's it's much easier to roll up and start playing. And honestly, yeah. when I saw five people, I was like, oh yeah, I could be that sixth person. So I'll just roll <laughs> up in there and just They've put been in my coin. For Jubilee. Yeah, and it's everyone me. would be super excited <laughs> jubilee <laughs> everyone would be super excited the fact that you that we have six people playing on this like beat em up super double screen machine like that that was the peak that was kind of what you wanted yeah. uh, because it was just so fun to play with all these people on the same screen what other game in 1992 are you going to play with more than four people nothing so it was a very like exclusive awesome experience to 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 see and play yeah yeah you you took me there (laughs) if anything isn't that what you want out of the arcade experience too like the whole purpose of the arcade is to give you experience like back you know back in the early 80s it was giving the experience was better graphics and Mm -hmm. more complex gameplay than you could do on a home console but in the 90s it was it became and I, and I even even argue today it's it's become more for the community like you you go to an yep. arcade for the community not necessarily the game itself anymore because mm-hmm. you can get that experience at home now and you can, you can buy arcade sticks to plug into your home consoles or your PC or whatever like you can get the physical feeling of an arcade at home fairly inexpensively now with that said what you can't do at home is whether it's because of space or whether because of the community, it's it's either the communal thing or maybe you want to play like Super Hang On and ride a motorcycle or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or it's one of those it's one of those machines where it's a literal, it's replicating what the game is trying to portray. Whether it's a you riding a motorcycle, you in a Jurassic Park Jeep shooting dinosaurs or whatever the fuck. You know yep. what I mean? Like it's it it could be a number of those things. And so I really feel like the way you two are describing the X-Men Arcade, I feel like more than and this, I don't, I, I think I can say this because it doesn't really fall into necessarily the two category, any of the four categories where we're going to be discussing yeah, go for it. more than more so than street fighter kind of, it kind of shows off that arcade experience a little bit better, but street fighter two did it super well. Obviously it revitalized the arcade in, in North America at least, but X-Men, I would argue it more embodies that spirit because it's more about this community coming together up to six people for Christ's sakes. Like that's a lot that you're, you're literally creating a crowd that can all play at the same time, not just watch. That's the arcade. Yeah. And I mean, I, I agree with you. Like arcade to me is spectacle, right? Like you can have all the arcade trappings at home. Like you could have your arcade stick, you could have your games that run frame perfect. You could do all that. 
nothing like walking. You could have your LED lights. You could do all your stuff. Nothing like walking into a busy arcade with your track screens going, all the lights, all the sounds, people walking, talking, yelling, screaming, punching, you know, doing all that stuff. Like it's 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 it just doesn't sort of convey the same sort of emotion for me as walking into a real arcade mm-hmm. and especially something like x-men arcade is fully spectacle like a hundred percent you know this there is some substance like there's a game there but like the idea of like walking up to this giant machine mm-hmm. is like a hundred percent agree with you like that is what i'm when i go to an arcade like i want i want the spectacle now like back then I was more interested in like, I want to play these specific games. I want to like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm beelining it for a specific thing. Now I walk in, I'm like, what's the most ridiculous thing I've like never played before that I can get my hands on. <laughs> I think there's even an argument to be made. So I, I was, I, I don't even remember. I think I said this on Mike. It just, that, yeah. that arcade that I went to where, you know, you pay $10 an hour or whatever. Yeah. I really feel like one of the core experiences of, of an arcade is actually the quarters. And I, I say that with, complete sincerity i know it's not ideal and most people i guarantee you like especially us at our age we don't want to fucking go to an arcade and have to worry about did we bring enough quarters i don't want to spend ten (laughs) dollars worth of like twenty dollars worth of quarters and hope that i beat a game i want to be able to play a game till i beat it with that said by having that mechanic there by having that pay per play mechanic it creates an economy of you having to determine to prioritize which experience do i really want how often am Mm -hmm. i going to get this do i really want to spend 20 like 15 of my 20 dollars and quarters on this one game hoping i can beat it or do i want to spread it out and try a bunch of different games because i i and i feel like also when you're spending per play you're a lot more invested in that each play oh, yeah and you've raised the stakes you've raised the stakes automatically automatically exactly and when i went to that arcade it was fun but there was no stakes. There's it. It was yeah. literally you. Literally just go to be like, hey, this is pretty cool. I I went to an arcade. <laughs> you don't go to have that like, like the experience you have a console game. It's almost like the pay mechanic, like having to pay per play, is a part of the difficulty itself. Like it's almost like a difficulty adjustment. Not I understand they make arcade games difficult on purpose to in order you to pump more quarters in. But I also mm. think by you having that certain amount of quarters, it creates a difficulty scale for you to determine like how mu- how long am I going to be able to do? I don't know. It, it's very interesting yeah. and I feel like it's kind of lost now. I know that's kind of a weird discussion, but since Street Fighter and X-Men are both arcade games, I figured it was kind of germane to the conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think what we're going to do now is we're going to kick it to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're actually going to come in and talk about the four criteria we've been talking about to help us sort of shape our decisions a little bit. Um, So stick around. We'll be right back.
welcome back to the King of Games 1992 Street Fighter. I'm oh, sorry, X-Men versus Street Fighter. No, not the game. These are the two individual things. I just wanted to say it because we're all thinking it, right? I was. X- <laughs> That's right. X-Men the Arcade, Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo. Let's get it popping. Uh, critical and commercial reception, always our first category, one that I never know how I'm going to approach, right? And in this case, like I, I, I'm just going to come out and say it. I couldn't really find like accurate sales figures for X-Men the arcade machine, right? But it's an arcade machine. By by virtue of being an arcade machine, going to sell less than a Super Nintendo game. That's not a fair comparison. Now, how much money did that arcade machine make? I don't know. It was it was big. It was a pretty big arcade machine, but like Street Fighter is Street Fighter. So on, on that aspect of it, I I don't really know where to go. So I'm going to focus more on the critical reception the the feeling that i get from people who've played them right and you know there's there's just not a lot of argument i can make as much as i love x-men the arcade machine there's just not there's just not as much of an argument that i can make against a behemoth like street fighter in this category personally like it won all sorts of awards it sold out the wazoo like every single version that came out million seller million seller million seller i'm convinced they could have just like put a label on a cartridge that said street fighter 2 uh fancy edition and it was the same <laughs> game somebody would have bought it like there was knockoffs there was clones there was everything like this game sort of exploded onto the scene it was capcom's at the time i believe number one selling arcade machine i think it the snes version specifically became its number one selling home video game i'm sure it's been surpassed several times by now but like in the moment in 1992 this game was it it was it it was (laughs) beloved it was selling well so for me that's going to be a street fighter 2 win in that column josh why don't you tell me your thoughts on this? Where are we going right well, here? Well, thank God that they didn't just do the whole just put Street Fighter 2 on a label and resell it because they could totally start licensing it out to different companies. You know, like yep. instead of the Street Fighter 2 Fancy Edition, you have the Fancy Feast Edition, all cat food themed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see where else we could go with that. No, uh, for critical and commercial reception, I think... I think you're spot on with what you're saying, how you can't really compare the sales numbers between a Super Nintendo game and an arcade game. I do think, however, if you're going to compare sales numbers, then yeah. you talk about arcade cabinets. And in that argument, it would be Street Fighter 2 because it's it just like mm. I'm not even saying I have those numbers up in front of me, but you just talk about like w- the game. I, and I'm only going to say this now because it, it goes into legacy. It revitalized. Actually, no, sorry. We were talking about the Super Nintendo legacy when we get to legacy. But the arcade legacy, it revitalized the arcade. So, of course, it sold more than the X-Men game. For the yeah. critical reception in terms of reviews and whatnot, it is kind of hard to to adjust because, like you said, there was like Nintendo Power gave it a 16.2, whatever the heck. And then it <laughs> said it was better than Link to the Past by the end of the year. I have a theory on that, but we'll We'll wait to get to that to legacy, and that the theory is completely without fact. So it's just a matter of opinion. So like any good theory worth. should exactly be. no facts. Completely with devoid of any logic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do best, baby. Uh, no, I would have to also give the critical uh, reception to Street Fighter Two as well. I mean, it just it won so many freaking awards. It's just. Not to say that the X-Men game is bad. I think it's what's so interesting about the whole King of Games thing is that almost none of these games, I shouldn't say any of these games, are actually bad. They're all really good yeah. for, and they're on the list for a reason. So the when it comes to like 
which one's better. It's so hard to really gauge based off the critical reception at the time. But I, I guess I just have to go with Street Fighter 2. Like it, it's an easy answer, unfortunately, but it just you look at what was out there and it's, it's Street Fighter 2. Hey, sometimes life gives you an easy answer. There's a reason Street Fighter 2 is ranked 3 and X-Men is ranked 15 <laughs> in this tournament. Like Things happen for a reason, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Tiger, why don't you close this out and tell us why X-Men actually wins this category? I hear a little bias here. Uh, when you <laughs> say that question. All right, so I'm going to take this a little different because I don't think it's fair that X-Men doesn't really have any statistics. So let's let's go with yeah. some uh, detail that I feel needs to be said. Uh, first of all, Street Fighter 2 was Capcom's money printer. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. especially at the time, especially since they pumped out so many different versions of this game in the arcade. Yep. We're talking Super Nintendo. So they did actually pump out another Street Fighter 2 game, the fancy yep. edition, a.k.a. Turbo, which yep. was on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> but uh, the, the Street Fighter 2 was the, the reception was astounding. It, and again, referencing back to what i said earlier it was almost perfect to the arcade port which was a hugely desired thing i want to even say this was the first super nintendo game that people pretty much agreed why even go to the arcade you have (laughs) the super nintendo version right here all you need is an arcade stick and you're good to go like it, it and, and you could control the difficulties and you could listen to all the music and the sound tests and the things that oh, they used to God. have back in the 90s you know what i'm saying you could yep. customize your buttons to whatever buttons you wanted you, you even had a, a code that you could put in so you can play the same character i don't know if you knew that but you couldn't actually play the same character unless you hmm. use the code at the capcom oh. logo at the beginning of the screen really? that was a I little that. uh fancy easter egg they put in there it, I think it deserved all the praise that it got in 1992. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm saying in 1992. <laughs> uh, at, you know, so I don't, I don't know what that's going to lead me to later in this podcast, but yeah, we'll see. X-Men. It was an amazing game. It had, it was an amazing experience. Six players. I want to go ahead and give some uh, criticism. I think that X-Men... Uh, and I don't, I'm trying to figure out where else would I do this? I don't know. So X-Men <laughs> was ultimately a very, like the presentation was great, but I, I keep comparing it to Turtles in Time. And <laughs> Turtles in Time came out in 1991. And this game came out in 1992. Surely X-Men would have the same amount uh, or, you know, uh, control scheme, technicalities different things you can do like Mm -hmm. and for some reason i feel like they chose to go the simple route because as as i was playing the game it's really just punch 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 jump kick and somehow somehow you throw them i can't i couldn't figure out how (laughs) Uh, you throw them sometimes and then you have your super move which you blade you know which which takes away your life right (laughs) that was kind of annoying um I, I want to say that as a game, in in comparison to other beat 'em ups, it yeah. it wasn't a, a super standout. But again, being in the arcade, the six player presentation really kind of boosted it up there. You really can't ignore though the fact that Street Fighter Two had so many amazing review scores it was basically a 70 to 80 85 game at the time 
and And parents were just like, okay, you know, and games aren't that expensive now. (laughs) And people are complaining (laughs) out of their ass that (laughs) they have to pay $60 for games. Well, you know, (laughs) they sold that many for such a simple arcade game in 1992. Like it, and it, it really was a huge game back then. So uh, I, I, you know, after saying all this, I have to give it to Street Fighter 2. No doubt. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Clean I mean, sweep. Yep. That that was not X-Men's category to take. Not at all. <laughs> I, mean, no. I suspect. So uh, Street Fighter is going to take critical commercial reception. Let's move on to personal attachment. This one's a little more, a little more loosey-goosey with it, right? Uh, Josh, let's start off with you this time. I know you don't have like a huge personal attachment to either of these games, but I I believe you said you've at least played one or both of them fairly recently. Just let me know what you thought. How do you feel about them? Give me give me your perspective on this. All right, so I'm gonna try. I, I can't give too much of my thoughts about the gameplay because that leads into the head to head where which would I would rather play today. But from my personal experiences with both of them, X Men I only played for the first time like two weeks ago. Like yeah, first time I ever laid eyes on it. First time I ever played it. So in terms of personal attachment, there's so like I, it's gonna have to go to Street Fighter Two for me just because I do have like. Just based on pure metrics, Street Fighter has to get it. Based on the amount of time that I've known it existed and the amount of time I have played, Street Fighter 2 has to get it. And with that said, it's not really a win for whichever game won this category for me. It's not a win for them. I don't have any personal experience, much personal experience with either of them. It's just kind of, you know, it is what it is. I, I didn't experience it growing up. So I guess based off of which I have played more and which I have known longer, I'd have to go with Street Fighter 2. And I'm happy, like I know, I know I went first last time, but I'm glad I went first this time only for this reason. So that way you wouldn't end this section with a downer of somebody being like, <laughs> oh, I don't have any experience with it. I, I'm so excited to hear you two gush about your memories about these. So let's, I, whoever next, I, I'm excited to hear. There we go. I'm going to indulge myself and let Tiger go next so I can I can close us out on this one. Oh boy, I don't know how long I'm going to do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Careful. I can I got to keep it in my head that we're talking Super Nintendo Street Fighter 2. I can't just not bring up the arcade because that's why I even got it. So, mm-hmm. you know, being in the arcade crowds, always wanting to get better, couldn't do a Hadouken. How to how yep. the fuck do you do a Hadouken? <laughs> that was part Careful. of my fucking childhood like you know is it forward punch i see them doing forward punch like i swear <laughs> it's forward punch like <laughs> but God, learning quarter circles learning half circles right what's Are a quarter circle practice on the home console um yo uh well you practice in the sense that you're playing the game and you can restart yeah. well, whenever like learning you want the to combos like learning those special moves on the home console so oh. you can execute them in the arcade i mean yeah absolutely that's what got me better in the arcade is learning how to do the moves and i'm not sure if i learned them through browsing magazines at walmart or whatever mm-hmm. you know but you know eventually yeah. after getting the game at on super nintendo at home i was able to practice these moves wrote them down or whatever and practice these moves then i would be able to go to the arcade and whoop up some some you know 25 yeah. year old guy in a suit <laughs> who the guys in the suits were always the best people i don't know we're what it was <laughs> but like you see a guy in this you suit, you're like that's the guy work. Right, that's the guy i need to beat you know he's on lunch break and i need to tear him up so he Hates can get mad and go back to his job and then you know think about my nine-year-old ass while he's you know yep. <laughs> typing away on whatever he's typing on uh, uh yeah like so th- there it 
I had a strong personal attachment to Street Fighter 2 because that, like, when that game came out on Super Nintendo, it was me and my friend Mike, my friend Chris, and we would go at it. And, like, we would always, we would switch characters. We would learn to learn every single special move of every single character. And to this day, I know every single move for every single character for the original Ada Street Fighter 2. Because, you know, when you played the game over and over again and... Yeah, that, that's all you could do is just keep learning it over and over. you know the combo system on the other hand was a lot more advanced and mm-hmm. I didn't understand it as a child because it wasn't something that was implemented where it taught you how to do it you had yeah. to understand how uh, frames worked and you know how to mm-hmm. how to blend one Frame move into another stuff, move yeah. so that yeah so that it would bl- flow into each other so even then as a kid I didn't understand how that worked so when I saw it in the arcade or saw someone do it I'm like how the how the fuck did you do that? Like, you can't, you can't read that in a book. So, like, anywho, but yeah, obviously, I had a very strong attachment to uh, Street Fighter Two. X Men on the other, and oh, that's that's uh, mentioned recently. I, I watched an anime called High Score Girl, and uh, if you know about it, it basically told you the amount of popularity that Street Fighter Two had in Japanese arcades, and it it it. Yeah, I just, I just leave it there. Like, that yeah. brought me back. When I watched watch that it. anime, I was just Netflix. like, this is exactly, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, this is exactly how it was in American arcades <laughs> as well, you know? So, like, so when it came to Super Nintendo, like, you know, that was it was just super, super awesome. X-Men Arcade. I, I also have strong personal attachment to this. Nightcrawler was my dude. Like, oh, okay. Night, yeah, like. I, I, I had a fascination for non-human characters at the time, yeah. and I think that was the only one. So I loved me some Nightcrawler. I also loved me Beast, but Beast wasn't in the game. And, you know, <laughs> later, and just kind of continuing on from there, like, liking X-Men as a child kept me coming back to the game. Like, I mm. remember when they released a Nightcrawler comic in middle school. That was, like, super awesome, because finally Nightcrawler gets his own, like, uh, highlight called x excalibur b-r-e it spelled at the end but oh man anywho fast forward you mentioned earlier one of y'all mentioned earlier uh josh you did uh, about uh ten dollars all you can play arcade (laughs) yeah so i want to say sometime around my high school years i went to orlando and we visited one of those arcades i remember it's like congo mm-hmm. river golf in orlando and yeah one they, there is definitely one of those there yeah they had an x-men six-player arcade and i was super super excited that I could finally play through the whole game <laughs> uh and and i did i pressed that start button boom 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 get all my lives <laughs> And we blasted through that mofo. <laughs> but again, as you said, really took away from the experience. Because mm, once isn't you that can weird. It sucks. It really sucks. It's like honestly angering when it's like the thing that like is arguably like the most predatory part of <laughs> one of the most predatory experiences you can have as a gamer right. makes the experience better and that's right. frustrating like i mean but in that and that's the way it was for us growing up in my opinion like the challenge was what we wanted we didn't know that yep. but that is what we wanted and it kind of like man this sucked <laughs> but can i beat this game on a quarter I will say that if I did not do that, I would not have experienced the amazing yeah. 
vocals of Magneto. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, which I would like to add some other quotes. Come, ex-chicken. And if he kills you, he says, you are dead. <laughs> That's those, where Dark Souls are... got that from. <laughs> right. <laughs> X-Men has, you know, made the... Tentacles and a lot of... Fingers and a lot of pies for <laughs> right. <X-Men. laughs> So, uh, yes, uh, both of these games have had very strong, I have had personal, strong personal attachment to both. The, the question here is which game means more to you personally? Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side you're on, how biased are you? Uh, Street Fighter mm-hmm. 2 probably has more meaning to me personally because of uh, the bonds that I've had, not with just my best friends, Mike and Chris at the time, but like the bonds that I had with multiple people at the arcades, because even though you say X-Men was more of a social game, I really knew who these people were that were coming back over and over again uh, for Street Fighter. Um, But not to take away from the fact that that's the arcade game. It also translates to the, to the Super Nintendo game as well, because it was it was the same way. Uh, yeah, it, it it kind of brought friends that I played fighting games with closer together, and th- that's what kind of has stronger memories for me. So mm-hmm. Street Fighter Two, it is for me. Absolutely, that's awesome. I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet. Listen, I, I've played both of these. I, I have my experience with Street Fighter at home, at the arcade. Wonderful game. I have nothing bad to say about it. Really enjoyed all my time with it. I didn't have like a big group of fighting game friends. I, I, I just didn't. That was not like the scene I was in or the, or the people around me were in. So I didn't get a lot of experience just like playing competitively with friends on Street Fighter 2 specifically. Yeah. X-Men the Arcade Machine, on the other hand... Is it's just such an experience. And like, I'm gonna be honest, the game mid. Like, could take, could leave. It's it's not bad. I ha- I love Colossus. He's my boy. I, I play with him every chance I get. Like, I have a good time when I play X-Men. Mechanically, very simple, like you guys have said before. Like, there's no complexity, there's no depth to the combat. Like, it's just you punch, you kick, you do your thing until somebody dies. But that arcade machine, that experience of rocking up to it, playing with friends, yelling at each other, doing all this stuff, like it's such a positive memory for me. Every time I played it, I had a good time. I can't remember a time that I that I went up to X-Men and I just went away feeling like, man, that that was not great. Like I've played it in arcades, I've played it at conventions, I've played it, you know, a- anywhere that I could find a machine, I'd play it. And one one thing I want to talk about really quick was this whole quarter debate we've been having. <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. Like, I I remember I recently went to like recently like a couple years ago I went to a uh, arcade. It was a modern barcade, but they did do tokens. You had to trade your cash in for tokens at the bar. And me and a buddy of mine were playing some game. I think it was like The Simpsons or something. And you know, it's one of those games where you start getting to the end, you die a lot. And I had that moment that I haven't had since I was a child of like, I am dead. Uh, we have no more tokens. Mm-hmm. I have to now go run before you die. 
to get to the bar, have them change my token. This is the, this whole problem. I'm sweating profusely. He's yelling at me. For, I'm almost dead. I'm like getting the cup of tokens. I'm hauling ass back to the machine, throwing them down, putting them in the slot. Like I felt like I was going to have a heart attack, but I felt the most alive I'd felt in years. Like I was like, wow, this, I used to think this was the worst thing ever. And now I'm like, wow, this is great. Like, why can't I do this all the time? You know, and there's there is there's stakes to that that you can only get from an arcade machine that you're sort of pumping money into. Yeah. So so for me, it's X-Men just purely off that nostalgia hit of like playing with friends, having a really good time and sort of really enjoying myself. Um, So I think that makes it two one to Street Fighter on personal attachment. Let's rock right into a little break right here. We're going to kick it to break. We'll come back. We'll discuss the last two criteria we're going to talk about and then we'll go in with our final decision so uh stick it right here and we'll be right back back to the king of games 1992 x-men versus street fighter 2 uh let's get it let's just dive right into it we're back we're going to legacy so legacy 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 oh boy where where to begin uh i i'd like to take a crack at this one first you know x-men x-men the arcade it was there uh it existed and then it went away. <laughs> um, I mean, there's legacy in the X-Men, right? But, like, that's not what we're here to talk about. Like, I'm not going to be like, in 1937, uh, Stan Lee, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the legacy of the X-Men arcade machine, I think, is summed up in the minds of the people who were there and experienced it when it was when it was the thing to do and in the people who are playing it now, right? Like, that's that's the thing. This This game is, like... Every any other arcade game I talk about, I'm like, oh, the level design was really cool. Like, you know, the music was pretty dope. This game is just like, have you seen how big this thing is? Like, <laughs> that's it. it. That's I what just it like is. The, that's you know? your argument, though. Like, it's big. It's so huge. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I can imagine a a arcade owner being like, oh, X Men arcade machine, gotta get that, and somebody rocking up with the six play. Like, what the fuck? Like. This thing, like, dominated any space it was in. Like, there, you couldn't talk about anything else. What were you going to talk about? Were you gonna, oh, look, the Simpsons arcade looks really nice. Like, it's not as big as giant X-Men. behemoth is just sitting in front of you. Like, it, like, draws you like moths to a flame. Like, you have to play something this ridiculously <laughs> sized. Because, like, I, at least in where I was from, like, you never saw anything like that, you know? Later on, you started getting your Time Crisis, like, the big Time Crisis machines. Like, you started getting your Jurassic Park, like, Jeep machines like that. But when this came out, like, when I was in arcades playing it, like, that was the thing. Like, the, fir- the first time I saw it in the arcade, like, just, boom, towered over everything. It was insane. Right, right. And, like, I think the legacy of that is, like, the, all the stuff we've been talking about, the community aspect of the arcade gaming scene like that. Like, it, I think it really does exemplify what what arcades were all about at a certain point. It's just going and meeting people, making friends, sort of playing games together cooperatively, right? And I think to a certain extent, like, 
not that I'm blaming or not that it's bad. Street Fighter is the opposite side of that coin, right? It really stoked that competitive fire. It really stoked, like, and not just for high score, right? Like, because before there was that competitiveness, like, show up your friends, get a better score than them, right? Mm -hmm. And that was, to me, a little more impersonal because it's like, you play it, I play it, who's better? This time it's like, I am better than you. We're playing at the same time. I'm going to kick your ass in real time, right? And so, like, to me, that was cool, but that was not why I was at the arcade. When you even had, I was going to say, you even had the the whole high score beating mechanic in games like X-Men where you would, who's going to get the highest score at the end of this run? So you you turned something that was an individual solo play type of thing into a cooperative experience where you can both go for a high score at the same time on the same machine. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like to me, X Men is that right? It's 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 the memories. It's the it's the sort of that feeling of achieving together with other people. I may know them, I may not know them, but I really enjoyed playing with them. And that's like the arcade experience to me is like go to an arcade to interact with other people. I can play games alone at home. I don't I don't I don't need to to go to an arcade to do that. I go to an arcade so I can experience something I can't necessarily experience while I'm at home. Right. Now, as far as Street Fighter 2 goes, specifically on the SNES, like it's a it's it's a game of 1992. Like you think of that year and Street Fighter 2 is like one of the top games like right there, bold, boom, big bold letters. And there's a reason for that, right? Like it 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 really did sort of start several movements. It started an arcade renaissance. It started a competitive fighting game scene. It started a home console competitive fighting game scene like that it was actually enjoyable and good. Like like I remember Street Fighter 2 being the first home like fighting game I played that I was like, I want to play this some more. I really enjoyed this. I really want to like get into it with my friends. I want to find people that want to play this with me. And so Street Fighter 2 like has that legacy for sure. And it also has a, a legacy that goes beyond gaming, right? And like that's the bar. That's the point at which I think you're talking about something that's completely in its own stratosphere. Right. There are games. There's been a lot of games. There's been a lot of good games. There's been a lot of great games. The number of games that sort of make that crossover back then, I think, from not just a successful gaming property, but a successful media property that spans like such a long time that's still remembered and played mm-hmm. today. When Arcade One Up first started, what was the first arcade machine? A Street Fighter Two. Street Fighter Two, right? Because Street Fighter Two, in all its incarnations, like Arcade Home Beyond, always is going to be well remembered. And I think of all of those, the arcade aside, for obvious reasons, for the for the pr- purposes of this discussion, the SNES is like the end all be all as far as like what's the genesis of like people's love with street fighter 2 if it wasn't the arcade it was definitely the super nintendo version unless you're a sega kid but you probably had like a you know a nintendo having friend that you played street fighter 2 with right and that's like that's untouchable to me like how do you how do you compete with something that's so all-encompassing like at one point street fighter 2 was getting animated series movies merchandise you know all this stuff it was just it was just everywhere. It's pervasive. Like you couldn't escape it. So for me, you gotta give it up to Street Fighter 2. There's no I, I have no choice but to do that as much as I may or may not want to. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I've sort of gushed my my head off, uh 
Tiger, why don't you tell us what what's what's the deal here? Where are you landing on with Legacy? So Street Fighter Two was the beginning, as as said of. <laughs> Fighting game, yes, it was the it was the beginning of Super Nintendo fighting games, and then as a result, numerous clones, and I I say clones not as you know making fun of them or you know putting them down, Fatal Fury, World Heroes, games that I can't remember, but basically it came out. Because of Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Here's an obscure Street Fighter 2 clone. Was that? Tough enough. Yeah, I was about to just say that, but I couldn't remember if it was a beat-em-up or not. <laughs> it, it's, no, it's a 2D. I, I bought it, so I did this thing. This is a very quick sidebar, and then I'll cut I'll yeah, go for back it. to you, Tiger. I used to do this thing where I would go to my one of my local game stores, you know, uh, lo- local retro game stores, and I would look for the strangest games I could find just based off their title alone for five dollars or five to ten dollars or less. And I bought at this time I bought Tough Enough because I'm like, why so would you, you were call Tough it, Enough? Yeah, like why would you name a game that? And it's Tough is spelled T U F F, and then right. like yep. the letter E, and then N U F F. And then I also <laughs> got a Pink Panther game called Pink Goes to Hollywood. And I'm like, why would it's not Pink Panther Goes to Hollywood? Just Pink goes to Hollywood and it's but sorry you were saying though to to, to throw it back to you Tiger you're saying right. it inspired a bunch of clones even right. weird ones obscure ones like are you tough enough or hey punk yeah. are you tough enough <laughs> and clay fighter there yep. you. <laughs> clay fighter for, for sure yeah so uh, and that doesn't even that doesn't even mention the fact that what are we in we're in 2022 Street mm-hmm. Fighter 6 is going to come out soon and the only reason this is happening is because Street Fighter 2 led to, you know, numerous, I was yep. going to say five more iterations, but you know that's not <laughs> correct. More like 20 <laughs> or whatever. But, and, and You're not wrong. It, yeah, it, it's such a yep. strong legacy here. Like, it, Street Fighter 2 is where it began. And even, even though it truly began in the arcades, it, it opened... It opened up to people that didn't go to arcades on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, and yep. you know the sales show that the critical reception, whatnot. You know it. Yep. It really shows. Like that's that's where it all started, and it's still going to this day as uh, Evo is going on right now. So uh, yeah, X Men. So here's the legacy of X Men, and of course you get again. It's the um, it's a huge Marvel property. You, you got the comics, you got the cartoon, all of that was going on. They made this arcade game, and so we're asking the legacy of the arcade game. And here's my opinion of that legacy. It didn't work. Like, <laughs> and, the re- and the reason I say that is because I think, let's think about what stands out about this game. It it's a six-player yep. beat-em-up arcade game, double screen, all of its amazing presentation. I think that if that really worked, we would have seen a lot more six-player, <laughs> yeah. eight-player, <laughs> ten-player yeah. arcade yeah. machines. Like, where are they? What happened? Yeah. Walk into the arcade, you were just tiny, like, miniature-sized compared <laughs> to the machines. They've gotten so huge now. Yeah, they need more space. Like... That would have fixed everything, right? Or the <laughs> fact that, you know, if one button breaks out of the 18 
<laughs> on the machine Shuts or the, the six joysticks down. or the you know the, or the you have two monitors now if one of them breaks down it's all gone like yeah. th- there's so many more parts that you have to make sure that are you know working and that that probably didn't help it i also truly think that uh if Nah, I don't think the gameplay mattered, really. The gameplay was good. You know, people just really... And honestly, and, and I just thought of this. Like, just the fact that it was X-Men, like, was strong enough for people to play it and want to play it. Oh, yeah. And, that was the point like, I was going to make. Yeah, yeah, choosing any of those six characters it, uh, to, to... You know, I'm trying to think, like, what was it? Can, can we help remember all the characters? There's Cyclops, Wolverine... There's Nightcrawler, Colossus, Colossus. There's Jubilee. Jubilee. Uh, God. And there was, was the, the. There was another woman, right? Yeah. Was I it forget? I want to say Storm, I but I feel like Storm. it's not Storm. I don't think it was Storm. <laughs> Black Cat or was, something though. like it was something I can't remember. But anywho, yeah. uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it was a, it was a pretty good cast of characters yeah. that were on the cartoon. So, uh, but yeah, so that's what really pulled people in to play it. I I couldn't think any further. I was so stuck on the, it didn't work. (laughs) Because (laughs) if it did, then we would have seen more come from it. Although, I'm not sure of the impact it had uh, on, well, this kind of worked, but what if we made it a fighting game like Street Fighter 2, which led to the creation of X-Men Children of the Atom and then the mashing of both games uh, so, with numerous uh, iterations dumb. of that. It was Storm. Storm was one Storm, of them. Storm, okay. And then it wasn't Jubilee. I kept calling her Jubilee. It's it's Dazzler, but it's Jubilee. <sighs> I think that's a common misconception. I, I yeah. think people think it's Jubilee, Dazzler. <laughs> you know, same thing, right? Wrong? I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to offend no any... <laughs> Marvel fans out there. But anywho, I'm not telling you what the choice is. Obviously, it's Street Fighter 2, in my opinion. There it is. Uh, Josh, bring us home on Legacy, man. What what are we looking at? All right, so I think it's important to note that the what, something Tiger said earlier, where the moment he was talking about the game, he specifically brought up Turtles in Time. And the reason I say that's important is because Street Fighter 2 effectively, I understand it's the arcade game, and I'll get to the reason why the Super Nintendo version specific is important, but the Street Fighter Street Fighter 2 in general is important because it effectively created the fighting genre, the 2D fighting genre. It did not. There are games prior to that, but for all intents and purposes, it popularized it. That's the better yeah, way. It's, it didn't create it, popularized mm-hmm. it. The X-Men arcade game didn't reinvent the wheel. It didn't create anything new. It, In fact, the first thing you brought up is like, why was Turtles in Time more complex than the X-Men arcade game? I actually don't have any experience with that. I'm, it's like beat-em-ups actually are a genre I like a lot, but I have very little experience with a lot of them. Uh, some, actually, you know what? I'm saying this right here, right now. I have no idea when this is coming out. I did a s- sh- series on my podcast on the history of like RTS games. Maybe I should start a beat em up series just to Hell just yeah. so I can familiarize myself <laughs> yeah. with the beat em up genre more than more than I more than I know. Anyway, that's that that's me brainstorming out loud on a completely different show for my own show. <laughs> but so the X Men game didn't really reinvent the wheel. 
the beat 'em up genre was popular before this. Double Dragon oh, yeah. was out before this. You know, like there's tons of other games that you can point to that were more popular than this game. So X Men wasn't even arguably the most popular beat 'em up of this year. There you go. <laughs> like, exactly. Right, so right. for that reason, it's well, I'm not even saying it's a bad game. It's just it didn't do anything new. Street yeah. Fighter Two completely reworked the fighting genre and to a point where it became so popular it started a whole phenomena and tiger made a good point saying like x-men had the benefit of having an entire license that literally years of history attached to it before it even came out street fighter 2 manifested it oh out of the i will say that hurts as a caveat i looked it up the animated series did not come out until october of 92 so the arcade game oh wow yeah, but like so, the arcade, so but the, sorry, the comics though. Not hit. But the comics yes. have existed for years prior to that. I don't yes. know when exactly X Men started. Wasn't the seventies, late seventies, something yeah. like that? Something I believe. Like, I, I'm not a wrong. comic. I'm not. I'm not well versed in comic history. But Street Fighter Two create like you know manifested its own its own license. It, it's now this known brand, yep. all from the backs of Street Fighter Two, the sequel to a game no one gives a shit about, which is even crazier mm-hmm. to think about. Yep. Uh, the last point I want to make on the legacy, I mean, it's obvious I'm going to be going with Street Fighter 2 for my legacy, but one final point to make, Street Fighter 2 is also one of the reasons that Nintendo started turning around the second console generation in their favor. Up until this point, and actually for a good number of years, um, Sega was eating their lunch. Like, oh, yeah. like the Genesis was outselling the Super Nintendo. And eventually the Super Nintendo did outsell the Genesis. But yep. it took years to do. And that was obviously something huge to do. Street Fighter Two helped facilitate that, or at least start that happening, because it was a timed exclusive on the Super Nintendo. Ooh. You didn't get Street Fighter Two until on this on the genesis until the next year and it wasn't even the original version not saying that the championship editions worse or better i have once again no frame of reference for it but it the timing of it is super important so i would say Mm -hmm. that street fighter 2 wins legacy not only for what the arcade version of it did but even the super nintendo version of it did for the console that it was on it helped turn the market towards start turning the market towards Nintendo. It did not. Sega was still outselling them when this came out. It, it did not. It was not the sole reason why Nintendo started flipping the script on Sega, but it was the start of something. And I think that's very important to note. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think to a certain demographic, the Super Nintendo version is more important than the arcade version. You know, that's how they like, played it. Not everybody had arcades. Not everybody was going to arcades. Right, like, right. What if you have yeah. social anxiety and you don't want to deal with the fact yeah. that you're going, you may never even get a chance to play because some, yeah. because there's always that one person who's winning every match. And so they can only swap one person out at a time. If there's a long That's line, right. mm. not going to get mm-hmm. a chance. Yep. So I think, I think surprising everybody, obviously, <laughs> uh, Street Fighter 2 is going to sweep. The legacy, the legacy category. Now we're heading into head-to-head comparison, and this game is which which game would you rather play today? Like for me personally, and then this is why I'm going to take this one right off the table. Uh, I always like to think of this as if there was two TVs in front of me playing both these games, which one would I rather play? And I can't do that this time. It's fucked up. I can't do that this time because if there was two TVs and one of them was just playing X Men, I don't I don't want to play X Men. Now, if it's if there's a giant X-Men arcade machine with like five other people and there's a TV with Street Fighter 2 on it, 
that's a different conversation, right? Like, like the context is so important here for me because if we're taking it outside of the environment where I'm okay, I like playing X-Men the arcade, then I, I don't really want to play it that much. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it's so unfair, I think, to Street Fighter to sort of f- frame it that way. Well, then don't. Just say, if you're in the arcade by yourself, no one else is playing the game with you. If you were just, would you still prefer to play X-Men or would you prefer Street Fighter 2 at home on the Super Nintendo over X-Men the arcade by yourself? Not by yourself, there's other people in the yeah, arcade, yeah. but playing by yourself on the cabinet in the arcade. I feel like that, if you want to compare those two, then you could, but you should also not take them. Like you need to count the the X. You need to count the arcade experience yeah, yeah, in yeah. this. Like no, absolutely. you have to because it's part of the game. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like and the frame I was going to use slightly different. I like the way you're going with it because I think that is a good way to sort of visualize it. The frame I was going with is I can enjoy Street Fighter Two anywhere, right? Like in the mm-hmm. arcade, outside of it. Now I'm specifically looking at the Super Nintendo version, so I have to I have to consider that. So I do like your your framing of it, right? If, if if all things equal, right? I'm playing an X-Men arcade cabinet or I'm playing a Street Fighter 2 console. Like I'm playing a Super Nintendo with Street Fighter 2 on it. I'm going to go Street Fighter 2, man. Like honestly, like I wish I could say X-Men, but like the the reality of it is is that the there's so many variables that go into that experience, right? Like everything has to be tweaked. It has to be perfect for me to be like this is the one where Street Fighter 2 is so easy to just be like, pop it in, pick it up. Let's go a few rounds by yourself with good AI. I mean, I, I'm also not great at Street Fighter 2, but like the AI I thought was pretty nice with it, even even for the Super Nintendo um, and doubly so if you've got somebody else to play with. Like I'll, I'll bust out Guile any day of the week. I love that shit. So for me, it's going to be Street Fighter 2 just because it's so versatile and like I can just pick it up and play it whenever I want. No mm-hmm. no worries about if I'm going to enjoy it or not. Josh, let's go with you. What's your what's your head-to-head pick? Surprisingly, I'd go with the X-Men. I have so little enjoyment of playing fighting games because I just I just I love watching people play fighting games. I like all yeah. the ridiculous lore that the game that the devs come up with all the fight like Mortal Kombat lore, Street Fighter lore. I find it all fascinating. Yeah. I know very little about yeah. it, but that's what I kind of like. I like that it's a mystery to me. I like watching really good players play against each other. But if I were to play it myself, <laughs> I would a want to play against a computer because I don't like. Yep. Losing to a human for some reason. It's a weird thing. <laughs> but B, even playing that, I just don't find as much enjoyment. Like it doesn't, it's not as fun for me. And it's one yeah. of those things where I'm very much separating. Like when I talk about Street Fighter 2 and such reverence, I'm very much separating my own personal feelings for it. Because it's 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 a weird thing where it's like I look at the game, I'm like, that's a really well-made, well-designed game. And I yeah. it's it's expertly crafted. I don't like any of it. It's really, it's a really strange thing when it's like I can look at it and acknowledge everything great about it and not even give you a specific reason as to like, oh, this mechanic I don't like or this art style I don't like or this music I don't like. I actually like everything about it. I just don't find it fun for myself. It's a very weird thing where I literally find 
n- almost nothing wrong with the game, but I just don't mm-hmm. enjoy it. I played I played X Men on the Mame emulator through my web browser on a keyboard, and I still had a fun time, even though I died okay. a lot <laughs> trying to fight my way through it because it's very yeah, hard yeah. solo on that game. It's yeah, it, it. I gotta tell you, even with more people, I feel like it's just as hard. It's an insane. Like hard especially game. the later levels are ridiculously difficult. But I just loved. I just loved the fighting mechanics. I loved the feel of the hits. I liked all the animations. I liked. I didn't know much about the music, but in terms of like which one I actually would prefer to play right now, I'd go with X Men. You say that X Men is difficult as you go further through the game. I'm here to tell you, it's not difficult. It's bullshit. That's what it is. It's arcade gameplay bullshit. Like it, it there's, is. I'm sure that there has been some way that you have determined or someone has determined the placement and what to do to make sure that you don't ever get hit or whatever. But ultimately, like the game doesn't give a shit. Like yeah. it's going to hit you and you get hit and you get yeah. flown across the screen. And that's the way the game was created. That's <laughs> so <laughs> when you say it's difficult, that's like the first thing I think of. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, so just want to get that out there. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, Arnie. So this game, is, these both these games are not fair to say which would you rather play if they were both in front of you. I don't think yeah. that's a fair question because both of these games are best played with other people. But and and as as Josh mentioned and kind of brought to my brain, one is cooperative and one is competitive. And basically, you're kind of choosing between which would if you had people with you, you're choosing what's your what's what's your your place. Yeah. What's your preference? Do you like cooperation or do you like competitive? And (laughs) that kind of answers the question here for me. I'm not going to yeah. tell you here, but I'm just going to kind of go into what I was going to say. Uh, it does kind of tie along with the fact that difficult <laughs> means bullshit. Uh, <laughs> that game pisses me off. Like, I, I played through this game recently, and, you know... You're talking d- about X-Men. Yeah, X- X-Men, sorry. Okay. Despite yeah, yeah. its simplicity, it's still mm-hmm. fun. I still oh, yeah. enjoy... It, 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 we didn't talk about the music, the sound effects... Uh, yep. Just the presentation of the actual game itself, it's awesome. Like it's it's very fun. It's very fun to play an X Men game if you're familiar with the X Men. Everything's solid. You know, even though I said the game earlier, you know, it wasn't as good as Turtles in Time. You know, yeah. the controls, the blah blah, it didn't give any. Well, options. Two things can be true. Uh, it could be good, and it also can't be as good as Turtles in Time. Like, two right. things can be true. Sure, uh, but I give it that. Street Fighter mm-hmm. Two. Just bring it down to its basics. It's fucking basic ass fighting game. Eight people. They have like two to three moves. You can jump. You can block. You have three punches. You have three kicks. And like ultimately, if you're thinking about it, the game just just as the game itself is like the simplest fighting game that was good. At, yeah. You know, because there's a lot of fighting games before that, probably, that just sucked mm. ass. Uh, but, you know, led the way. So I kind of had to formulate this category for me. Like, if I had the arcade with people that I cared about versus mm. if I had with X-Men and, and I had the Super Nintendo version of Street Fighter 2 with someone that I cared about, 
which would I rather play with other people? Mm -hmm. And I think the desire for me is that I want to whoop somebody's ass more than I want to cooperate (laughs) with other friends that I care about. So that kind of seals the deal for Street Fighter 2 for me. That tips the scales. Yeah, 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 because I want to show this guy, uh, you know, how bad they are. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, versus let's uh, play this bullshit game and, and, (laughs) and, and hear Magneto call us X chicken. While we uh, right. while we blaze through our ten dollars of free play, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, obviously, Street Fighter taking this category two to one. I and this is one thing I didn't touch on, just because I feel like it's 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 sort of that's the thing about a game like Street Fighters. Like, there's so many things on. Like, everybody knows this. Like, it's it's just left unsaid, right? But we mentioned like the and, and Josh sort of talked about how Street Fighter created its own license out of nothing, right? And that's so true. Like, we talked about all these X-Men characters and the legacy. This roster is solid top to bottom, right? On Street Fighter 2, like, all these characters. Everybody, mm-hmm. I can, you could put any one of these characters, no name, no reference. I know who they are, every single one, right? Right. To go along with a banger soundtrack, like yeah. one of the soundtracks yeah. of the year. There's a reason and Dial's it, theme is a meme. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so it's it's one of those things, right, where it's just like, what what else can be said about this game that is that is what did they do wrong? I'm trying I'm str- I'm like what did they not nail? And not only not and then they took all that and then they put it on this machine that's un- more underpowered compared <laughs> to where it originally was. And they were like we just we just put it all in there. It's fine. It all works. It's it sounds great. It looks great. It plays great. And I'm like oh cool. I guess I guess that's fine. Like. I guess this will just be one of the greatest games ever. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's even wild just to think, like, how the sound... I remember hearing that, like, the soundtrack was created without the composer even knowing much about the game itself. I have, <laughs> I have not... I don't know if that's true or not, listeners, by the way. Like, it's something just I remember like reading, but I could be completely yeah. misremembering I, it. I choose to believe that it is true because it's the greatest flex of all time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I didn't even you, try. Did you guys, (laughs) did either of you guys read, I have not read it, but Matt Leone wrote a book and it was, um, it was, uh, an oral history of Street Fighter from the people who made Street Fighter 2, I believe. Like you can, you can get a book that goes through, he interviewed a a ton of the developers and sat down and just went through everything. I, I mean, I have not read it myself. It's also wow, holy sh- holy fuck! How did I not? So the I totally forgot the composer of Street Fighter Two is Yoko Shimomura, yeah, who yeah, is one yeah. of the most iconic composers, composers of, of all, all time. time. Like it's, yeah. I I don't know if this was her first game, but it it's it's, it's early on. To, I believe it's either her first or one of her first. And like imagine if like your third grade science project was like the Magna Carta, <laughs> like it's like amazing. <laughs> you, like it's it's like. It's like one of the first things I did. It's just forever, like, uh, you know, engraved in history as like one of the greatest things of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, no biggie. But like taking all that into consideration, I think it's now time finally to move into the final decision. Yes. We we've got we've got a big one in front of us. This is this is to move on to the round of eight. There's a lot of good games waiting in the wings for whichever game makes it out of here. Uh, I'm going to take myself out of the equation. I'm not going to do the troll vote of, of you know, sort of not taking into consideration everything we've talked about. It's it's tough, man. It's my heart and my mind, right? Like a lot of these 
comp like, a lot of these matchups for me come down to like what's the game I, I want to go on versus what the game that should you know like in a world where I'm being unbiased and like people like me what game should go on <laughs> um, and it's it's one of those things you see this matchup on paper it's disgusting it's like why 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 are we doing this right <laughs> but I love I love both these games I really do that's why it's so freaking hard I have such good memories of playing X-Men as a kid as an adult like it's always been fun every time i said this before every time i step up to that machine and i play it i have a good time i have a good time i walk away from it thinking damn i'm glad i did that Mm -hmm. and it's not like i i i apologize if i made it seem like the game is not you know a good game it is it's just that in comparison to other games of this era of you know even the game it's going up against now like it just doesn't it's technically it just doesn't hold up right it's one of those games where like i feel like once i beat it once i was like that was cool i don't ever need to do that again um i will if like the opportunity shows itself but like i don't feel compelled when i see it to go all the way through i can play a few rounds of x-men walk away completely satisfied street fighter 2 on the other hand is is the opposite right it's it doesn't have the communal aspect in the same sense because you're not cooperating with each other. There is a community to it, obviously, because there is a whole fighting game community that has developed around it and people love it. Mm-hmm. But it is like Tiger said, it's that it's that juxtaposition of competitiveness versus cooperation. And what do you prefer generally in your games? But it, as far as it, as it relates to moving on in this tournament, the things that Street Fighter has done are they can't be overstated. Like you can't talk too much about how influential this game was, what a phenomenon it was when it was released, both in the arcades and for home consoles. Like it it was sweeping everything. It was it was the game to talk about. It was the game to play. It was the game that like you and all your friends got together and you swap notes. Hey, what new moves have you found? How do you do this? How do you do that? Wait, what am I doing? Like, let's all go meet up after school. We'll do a few rounds. We'll figure it out. And especially, like, if you found a character that you jived with and that was your guy, like, the amount of hours that people would put into perfecting, mastering all these little intricate moves, right, to then take it out to the arcade mm-hmm. and challenge that guy eating his Chipotle bowl over the... <laughs> <laughs> the machine right <laughs> like you gotta get it right and there is a there is a there is a, a, a there's an addictive quality to that like walking in the arcade putting your quarter down on the row of quarters so people know like that's my turn and I, whoever's up here we're gonna go for it right and you make friends like that right like sometimes you have a really good interaction with somebody over a competitive game and you end up sort of bringing people closer like the competitiveness doesn't override everything else no so there is there is so much to street fighter i could go on and on forever but i i gotta cut myself off at some point it's gonna be street fighter 2 for me it it was in my heart a a closer decision than i'd like to admit (laughs) but but ultimately street fighter 2 is gonna win out for me on this one so that's me josh what's what's going on what's your pick All right, Uh, I'm going to keep mine pretty short just because I don't really have much else to add that I haven't added already. I would say for me, you know, I look at both of these games and 
it's just a no brainer. It has to be Street Fighter Two without without a shadow of a doubt. It has to be Street Fighter Two only because Street Fighter Two tournaments still happen. I understand you can't really have a tournament of a beat 'em up game unless you're doing high scores, but even that that would be a little strange. It'd be cool actually, but that'd be so awesome. Right, <laughs> it would be kind of awesome actually. Who has the best team? You create teams and you like your your best four person team, and you go and compete Ooh. against other people. I, we just created a tournament. Let's start this right. That's now. a million dollar idea, right? But no, so but people take out that context. So be like. When you think about the classic beat 'em up games, let's let's remove the longevity of how long Street Fighter Two has been played, right? Um, because that's not really fair. There's not been really competitions to keep X Men Arcade in the zeitgeist yeah. as long as Street Fighter Two has. Hey, been. it still pops up at conventions sometimes. Like somebody's lugging around this machine somewhere, <laughs> just lugging it around in a bindle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, they. Uh, but like. I don't know. The way I just kind of think about it is that when you think back of what the classic beat 'em ups are from mm. across arcades, you think Turtles in Time, you think TMNT Arcade, you think Double Dragon, you think Simpsons, you think Streets of Rage. Um, you know, you think of all those. X Men doesn't come into that conversation. You yeah, talk it about it doesn't crack top, the list. You talk about top five fighting games of all time. Street Fighter 2 is up there in one of its incarnations. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. just based off of that alone, because I, I went into this, like I said, with no uh, nostalgia yeah. or her, or personal connection. And it just it <laughs> has to be Street Fighter 2. It just it it revitalized the arcade industry. It helped turn Nintendo's fortunes during the second con- during its 16-bit console generation. There's still competitions going on today. And besides the fact it's got a fucking banger of a soundtrack, it's still mechanically right. really sound. And it all, and finally it revolutionized the 2D fighting game genre. It completely yep. revamped it. So it has to be Street Fighter 2. Excellent. Tiger, bring us home, man. First of all, I just want to say I'm surprised at your uh, your choice, Arnie. Because uh, <laughs> I, I really I was had you. I was like, if I go first and I say X-Men, but then I was like, what if somebody else says X-Men and then that's going to be my my downfall? <laughs> I, I didn't think that was a problem. <laughs> no, also, in response to Josh, uh, regarding the uh, high score thing that you were thinking of for the beat-em-ups, Is that a thing? I used to personally aim for high scores in Turtles in Time. And oh, nice. the, the way to get the high score is to throw the opponent into the screen. You get three points for that. And everything else is either one or two points. Oh. Uh, and when I played X-Men, I noticed that you it's kind of the same. You get one point for defeating people. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, there are some enemies that just keep spawning extra enemies. So you just keep getting a high score by not killing the main enemy and then killing just yeah. the spawn. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, that's kind of ruined for this game. <laughs> uh, so you can't do it. To, so you can't right. have a competition for everything. You or you make just, rules that you're only allowed to keep the main guy on for yeah. five enemies. Yeah, we'll hmm. Find loopholes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, okay, so anywho, final decision. What game's moving forward? So uh, I, I want to say that as I said in the intro, uh, not while we were recording, but, but while I was talking yeah. to you guys, I was saying that I kind of didn't have a choice before, and it kind of doesn't matter <laughs> anymore, <Yeah>. but um, <laughs> before I go into it, I want to just say that both games have no depth, and that might be a hot take. 
But I think ultimately, both of these games have no depth to it. You have a beat em up <laughs> game, you push the punch, 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 you get to the end, ha ha ha, X Chicken, you, you know, that's, that's the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Street Fighter, yeah, uh, this, this is the part that could be debated. And I kind of want to mm. go into that too. It's a basic fighting game. You punches, you kicks, your special moves, uh, the winner, less HP, blah, blah, blah. You know, you win, you move forward. So ultimately, <laughs> Just at, at a glance, they don't really have that much depth. Street Fighter, though, on the other hand, I think, I think you can see this in both games, but I think the more you play the, either of these games will determine mm. whether you have a desire to learn how to move forward, whether it's putting mm-hmm. in more quarters, <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's trying to figure out, you know, and as you said, when you play with quarters and you only have a limited amount, you want to figure out, like, how do I punch these people? Yeah. <laughs> do I punch them quick and mash? Do I punch once and move away? You know, mm-hmm. or does it not matter because yeah. it's game's bullshit? You know, yeah. or, uh, <laughs> or in Street Fighter, when someone jumps and attacks you with a jump kick and you get hit, what do you do? You can block yeah. or you can uppercut them. And then when they when they figure out that you can get uppercut, they stop jumping. And then, you know, that mm-hmm. I want to say that these Street Fighter 2 mechanics are what drove me to play the game a lot more. Something okay, as yeah. simple as these basic, someone can come forward and if you don't do anything, they can just throw you. So what do you do the mm-hmm. next time they come forward? Well, you try to attack them. You know, and if they block your yeah. attack, maybe you can go forward into them and throw them. Like, and that's kind of how the it's fighting a, game genre. It's sort of a dance, right? Yeah. Like you start figuring out how you how your style sort of evolves, like your style of play, and then you have to adapt to whoever it is you're playing. Oh, absolutely. And like in Street Fighter Two, they call this the neutral game, by the way. And that's like Street mm-hmm. Fighter has been very like when when people say neutral game street fighter is really one of those games that is said to have like kind of perfected it or started it or mm-hmm. you know yeah. whatever you know i don't want to say the wrong word very good balance yeah yeah, yeah yeah so the 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 idea is like how do you get in how do you get in to to do your attacks that you to do the combos that you have uh, practiced uh mm-hmm. some people never get to that point and yeah. those oh, are the people that don't want to <laughs> right those are the people that don't want to play if if not fighting games, maybe any competitive games because yeah. you know they just don't have a desire, they don't have the interest, or you know it, it's such a trivial thing, you know, <laughs> trying to beat someone with a character on the screen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I don't want I'm I'm like prolonging this, but I I, I wrote all this stuff down. I want to make sure I get it. Uh, <laughs> And in in doing all these things, you have so many numerous combinations of ways of attacking and defending and evading. And that's what I got lost into when I played Street Fighter 2. Maybe not as a kid, but later on strategically in life, I also think that helped in not just video games, but like life in general. Like I I learned to it's a fighting game like thing to learn to adapt to your opponents and yes. like i've learned to adapt Absolutely. not all not only to video game co- opponents but also to life you know i'm making this bigger than it actually is but the ultimate uh, opponent yeah. <laughs> but that's but that's what good art does it makes you think about yeah. stuff outside of the medium that it was presented in right Absolutely. right and and it's i i want to say that it has helped me very much <laughs> uh and uh i wrote down 
X-Men Lost in the Game Store. I don't know why I wrote that. Anywho, uh, I don't know if I made it clear or not, but uh, I think overall, the, the next, the game that's going to move on, regardless if I picked it or not, is Street Fighter 2. Yep. There we have it. Here we go. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 it is. You win. Perfect. Street Fighter 2 decimating X-Men. Just burying it in the ground. I'm not surprised. Forgetting about it. <laughs> Moving on to greener pastures. You are dead. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to die. And so with that, we have a result for King of Games 1992 X-Men vs. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this one. Josh, Tiger, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to both of you. Josh, I'm going to kick it over to you so you can do your pluggables and you can do all your other stuff you want to pimp out. So go ahead and hit us with it. Okay, thank you. Well, first off, thank you for hosting, Arnie. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this, uh, Especially something as to get to explore two games that I don't have a lot of familiarity with and I got to do some research on and really think about a little bit more critically. It was fun for me. So uh, for my show, you can find it on wherever good podcasts are given away for free, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Google, oh my God, Google Podcasts. It's called the Still Loading Podcast, and it's a video game podcast that focuses on video game history, culture, and whatever the hell else I feel like talking about um, related to video games, of course. Uh, at the time of this recording, the newest episode that's coming out tonight, in fact, is going to be um, an interview with My Life in Gaming, the YouTubers who do all the RGB video stuff. So I had them on the show. Um, I've also had, I don't know when this is coming out, but in a week or two, I'm going to, I have uh, Warren Davis, the creator of Qbert on the podcast. Uh, that's already recorded and I'm just working on editing it. Um, if you, uh, besides interviews, I do deep dives on individual games. I, I try to look into the history of a game, talk about a game's mechanics somewhat critically and or like at least analyzing it in some way bring on a guest and then i do weird ideas like i did an episode called the final fantasy fantasy draft where what happens when you take fantasy sports and combine it with final fantasy you get the final fantasy fantasy draft and that was a lot of fun to do um so yeah if you're interested in any of that type of stuff you can find it all the places i mentioned or follow me on social media at still loading pod on pretty much everywhere facebook twitter instagram i don't really do tiktok because i'm too lazy um and yeah so there you go that's that's me excellent uh tiger do you want to tell anybody where they can find you or do you have any final words before we close it out thank you arnie for uh leading this podcast uh uh, as opposed to Josh, I did not do any research for this at all. This is all <laughs> nostalgia, Just memories, feel and emotion. <laughs> I did oh, a little you're bit. Giving me you know, way but... too much credit. My research was pretty much <laughs> like, let me look at this, uh, the release date, and let me play these games. Oh yeah, I mean, a little bit. <laughs> around the same. You know, when you have a test to do, you cram the day before. You know, you know. <laughs> Right. But, I had uh, to get into the mindset of a '90s kid. I'm like, <laughs> let me drink some yeah. surge. Find my Blockbuster yeah. membership card. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, I was nine years old, so you know it wasn't that hard for me. But uh, there you go. Uh, plug, plug. Uh, I have a Twitter account at lptyger. Please feel free to follow me there. Um, I don't do any podcast currently, but I am a, a third host on the Retro uh, Retro Hangover podcast. As some of you may know, I'm the official Nintendo host, as was said uh, <laughs> earlier in this episode. Also, uh, I would like to plug, I, I sell video games, and I sell 
on a, a platform called Whatnot. And if you're not familiar oh. with Whatnot, uh, it is sort of like Twitch uh, made a baby with eBay and made home shopping network for the internet. So <laughs> you go to whatnot.com and then you can choose categories such as retro games and people are on live streaming and actually showing you games that you can buy right at that moment. Like you can click the bid button and it's on for like a Very minute cool. and it counts down. If you're the final bid, then it charges your card and they send you the game. That's horrendous for my impulsive. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on that actually, site no matter what. It's pretty awesome actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually have an account myself and sometimes I, I will do stream. So if you're interested in yeah. I just I just like promoting it because I think it's really cool and anyone who's into yeah. retro games, you can get them for cheap. I Like eBay, Amazon, psh, forget that. What not? Go there and like, you'll get things like 75 or 25% lower than like price charting. So uh, I, I have my own whatnot account, whatnot.com slash user slash LP tiger, T-Y-G-E-R. So uh, feel free to add me on there. And next time I'm streaming, you'll get a little ping or something. So uh, yeah, and that's all for my plugs. And I had a great time. So thank you. Awesome. Uh, as far as me, uh, you can find me on this show. And that's about it. Uh, don't look for me anywhere else. I don't. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> I love you. Uh, if you own an X Men arcade machine, I will. I was going to say his X Men days you are can over. DM me directly <laughs> if you have an X Men six player arcade machine. Uh, everybody else, uh, I'll talk to you later. But again, my name is Arnie. It's been a pleasure hosting another episode of the King of Games 1992, brought to you by the Retro Hangover Podcast. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Peace. Bye.